I have enjoyed the presence of the Lord in the service tonight. From the very beginning of the worship, I thank the Lord for His presence. Amen. We want to welcome everybody to the Lord's house this evening. And uh, those that um, may be watching by means of the internet, we want to greet you right now and say hello. I'm glad you have stopped in. And I especially want to greet any orange color wearing Tennessee fans. <laughs> I know Sister Angie will have, have a comment about that. But I want to welcome all of you orange-wearing Tennessee fans. Not yet. (laughs) It's called faith, brother. It's called faith. Hallelujah. Amen. We're going to get started in our lesson. Uh, We began a new series last week, and we did a... Uh, some groundwork on this, entitled Rooted, Growing Deep and Standing Tall. And I'm going to be pushing this over and over again as long as I'm studying on this because of the importance of each and every believer in the Lord Jesus Christ getting themselves really rooted in God. If you want to make it, if you want to survive this, if you want to hear him one day say, well done, thy good and faithful servant, you're going to have to be rooted to do so. And I'm afraid a lot of folks are falling short of that today. Amen. And we're going to go with part two of our study and our lesson tonight. As we're going to talk about the parable of the sower. The parable of the sower. And uh, I feel like we're still kind of laying a little groundwork as I do this. But... uh, There's a lot of good things in here about this parable that's going to push us on a little bit further and learn more about this. And the parable of the sower is found several places in the Gospels, but I have chosen the book of Luke that we're going to be reading from tonight, Luke chapter 8. And we're going to begin reading at verse 4, and we're going to read down to verse 8. And when a great multitude had gathered, and they had come to him from every city, he spoke by a parable. A sower went out to sow his seed. And as he sowed, some fell by the wayside. Now, if you don't mind marking in your Bible, you ought to 
uh, put a little something right there so it's caused you to rem- remember that. Some of the seed fell by the wayside and it was trampled down and the birds of the air devoured it. Some fell on rock. Now, normally, we would think we would think about being on the rock is all right, but not what not when you're sowing. This is a little different here. In fact, this causes a problem. Some fell on 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 rock, and as soon as it sprang up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. Now remember, I think I told you last week, I honestly believe everybody who comes to the Lord intends on living for the Lord. I believe that they have good intentions. But we're living in a day that good intentions is not going to get the job done. How many knows that some people's going to be standing before the judgment on Judgment Day and the Lord starts checking all things that we lacked in our life and I and my only excuse, well, Lord, I intended to do that. I intended to pray a little bit more. I intended to fast a little bit more. I intended to come here, pastor, preach a little bit more. Hello. But the Lord's going to shake his hands and say, we're not, we're not here about what you've intended. Amen. So some fell on the rock, and as soon as it sprang up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. And some fell among thorns. And the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. Wow. Verse 8. But others fell on good ground, sprang up and yielded a crop a hundredfold. When he had said these things, he cried. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Jesus spoke this parable, and as soon as he spoke it, he cried. Now, this ain't talking about shedding tears, but actually he yelled out, he hollered out. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. My Lord, there's a lot of people in the church today that they don't have, they don't have the ears to hear. I don't care what the Lord says, what the Lord does through the ministry or through other things. Uh, you got people sitting back there in the spirit going, Duh, which way did he go? Which way did he go? (laughs) 
Sister Marjorie, shut up. Um, you're going to give me life. <laughs> Hallelujah. Some people just seem to not have no ears. If they do, they're stopped up with something because they can't seem to hear what the Spirit is saying. You'll be surprised how many times you can feel that in, find that in the Bible. He who has ears to hear. In Revelation, he said, He that hath ears, let him hear what the Spirit says. Hallelujah. So, here we find this parable. Now, I don't have these scriptures uh, on the screen, but if you drop down just a little further in the chapter, the disciples was one, his closest one, the twelve. They was asking him, what did this parable mean? What was it all about? And this is how he reads. Now the parable is this. The seed is the Word of God. Now, now remember, think about, I told you to kind of mark at the beginning the different things. A sower went out to sow seed. Now he's explaining that the seed that was sown is the Word of God. Those by the wayside are, are the ones who hear. Then the devil comes and takes away the Word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. Now, let's, let's talk about this a little bit. I want to go back to where that's found. A sower went out to sow his seed. What is the seed? The Word of God. And as he sowed, some fell by the wayside. And it was trampled down, and the birds of the air devoured it. Jesus said that's referring to the devil coming and taking away the word out of their heart. Now, let me tell you how this happens. I was a city boy, born and bred. And uh, when Darlene's uh, dad bought some property uh, out on Little Marabone years ago, and they asked us to come out there and uh, there was a place uh, to put a, put a mobile home, and we did that. And so, for the first time, I tried my hand at gardening. And we got somebody to break it up, and we had a, had this old tiller that would shake you to death. And I had this tiller, and it had a little fur and thing there on the, to make out make out a row. And 
he told me, he said, I'm going to go back here in the barn and get the seed. He said, and you lay us all some rolls. When I come back, we'll uh, plant some of the seed. So I, cr- I crank that tiller up, and here I'm going down that garden. I was about halfway down. I heard somebody laughing. I turned around and looked at him. I said, what are you laughing about? He said, you look at them rows and you see what I'm laughing about. That, this right here was a rose I was making. Now, I said that to say this. The sower without the soul. And there were some that fell by the wayside and got trampled. I don't know why it is. I have seen them all the years of my life I've been in church. But you've got some people who are willing to get lined up in a row with other believers, get themselves a good home church where the Word of God is being taught and preached. But now there are some people don't believe in having a home church. And those folks are the ones who fell by the wayside. They get out. See, the seed that falls out of the furry road they're pretty much certain that they're going to get trampled on by somebody. It, they, it might come up. But how many knows it is, it is safer for them in the road? Hallelujah. A lot of people won't stay in the road because they want to do their own thing. Come on, somebody. There are these, oh, I'm so spiritual, I'm being led by the Lord, and I'm, I'm, I'm in that deeper life. Well, you better watch out that deeper life because you look around and maybe a rut you're in. Hallelujah. Some fell by the wayside and it was trampled down and the birds of the air devoured it. Okay. Then... Down at verse 13 of the same chapter, if you're following along with me. But the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear, receive the word with joy. And these have no root. What are we talking about? Being rooted. They don't have no root. They receive the word, they receive it with joy, but they have no root. Who believe for a while, and in time, temptation, they fall away. Amen. Some fell on the rock, and as soon as it sprang up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. If you're not rooted, you ain't going to get a hold of the nutrients that you need. Now have an ear to hear. I'm talking spiritually now. I'm talking spiritually. You cannot 
get the same thing and everything you need sitting at home listening to a radio or a tape of some preacher. You cannot get what you get at the house of God. If you believe that, the devil's already got you deceived. Why in the world did he say, forsake not to assemble yourself together, and even so much the more as you see the day approaching? My Lord. Mm. So they have no root. They spring up quick, but they don't last long. We've seen an awful lot of that. They seem to be real excited, real joyous. But all of a sudden you look around, Brother Paul, and you say, well, where's so-and-so? It was short-lived. They didn't get planted right. Come on, somebody. Verse 14 in the same chapter, Now ones that fell among thorns are those who when they have heard go out and are choked with the cares, riches, and pleasures of life and bring no fruit to maturity. God desires you to be spiritually mature. When somebody has a baby, that baby can do some things that just tickle you to death and make you laugh. Ain't that cute? But after that child is about 14 or 15 year old, (laughs) it's not as cute no more. Amen. And it's the same way with God. He expects his children to grow on to maturity. But the ones that fell on good ground are those who, having heard the word uh, with a noble and good heart, keep it and bear fruit with patience. Hallelujah. Amen. So, I'm going to cap all this off By bringing you these three fellows right here. Number one, the wayside wanderers. That's those people that they're over here for a while and then they're over here. I guess they're looking for the perfect church because they ain't they don't stay in one very long. They won't get lined up in a row. Come on, somebody. But if you might be one of those looking for a perfect church and you find it, please do it a favor. Don't join it because you're going to ruin it. Hallelujah. Wayside wonders is what I call them. Folks, we got to get lined up in the row. We got to we got to have we got we got to have some collectiveness about us. Because whether you like it or not, you need me and I need you. 
Hallelujah. We need one another to survive. Then we got a bunch of those shallow Susies. That's the ones who fell on the rock, sprung up real quick, but then withered because they couldn't get no moisture. And why couldn't they get moisture? They didn't have no root. They didn't have no root. So I got on the screen. I've called these shallow Susies. They're... They may be a mile wide, but they ain't a half an inch deep. Think about that for a moment. Hallelujah. We got to get some depth to us. Something's wrong. If you've been in the church for 15 or 20 years, and Acts 2.38 is still all you know. Come on. We need to grow. We need to go deep. What are we talking about? Growing deep and standing tall. Growing deep and standing tall. Then, finally, the worldly willies. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to make it about as funny as I could. Because, but really, it's not funny. Really, it's not funny. Who are the worldly willies? They're the ones who fell among thorns, and they came up, but they got choked. Come on. These are, listen to me now. These are worldly saints that play in the world. Come on. And the church houses are full of these folks. I'm going to tell you something. I don't understand it myself. I quit getting pleasure and joy out of going to the things of the world a long time ago. There ain't nothing makes me happy out there. There ain't nothing satisfies me out there. And if you still feel a pool of something out there in the world, you better check your salvation, friend. Something ain't ticking right. Clicking or whatever. Listen. Worldly saints that play in the world will soon be choked by the very things they love to play with. Hello? Those very things out there that you love to mess with in the world, when you should have said bye-bye with a long time ago, you stay out there, those thorns are going to choke you down one day. You're going to be like Samson, the Spirit of God's done left you, and you don't even know it's gone. Amen. Remember Samson? The Spirit of God had left him. He didn't know it was gone. He said, I'm going to get up and shake myself like all the other times. He got up and shook himself. 
but there wasn't nothing there. Come on. The very things that you love to play with in the world, sooner or later, is going to be the things that will choke you and kill you spiritually. Some of these people, their favorite thing to say is when you're trying to teach them this, is that, well, I'm, I'm not paying too much attention to the old Bible. I'm trying to follow the new Bible. If you want to make it to heaven, you better start following Genesis to Revelation. Last I check all of it, all 66 books are God's books. And I see God sitting up on the white throne judgment on judgment day, judging everybody out of those books. You know what those books are? They're the 66 books. My Lord. So the wayside wonders, the shallow soothes, and the worldly willies. Folks, we have got to be rooted in him. Wayside saints are going to soon get trampled by the devil. We all need to be a part of a collective whole. Shallow saints in the spirit and the world will soon wilt away. Worldly saints that play in the world is going to soon get choked by the very things they love to play with. I remember I remember an old song just bits and pieces about this lady finding a snake. And I guess the snake was wounded or something other. And the old snake was singing to her, Take me in, dear hearted woman. Take me in, cried the snake. She took him in. Fed him, took care of him, nursed him back to health. And one day she was holding that snake. And guess what? The nature come out of that snake. He bit her, and as she was laying on the floor dying, she was uh, uh, proclaiming to the snake, I don't understand. I took care of you. I showed you love and concern. And the snake told her as she was taking her last breath, you knew I was a snake when you took me in. I'm sorry, but there's some things not meant to be pets. <laughs> I don't I don't mess up all y'all animal lovers out there, but there's certain animals God created that when you grab one of them and bring them in your house, the Lord's looking out from heaven and say, Look at that dummy. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. You ain't going to find no snake in my house. 
Boy, you ain't going to find no boxes uh, up here, no, with no snakes in it, neither. Hallelujah. My name is Sammy Wendy Bagwell Pruitt. And I know where the door is. I don't have to make one. Let's all stand together. <laughs>